Hey mom friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Megan, and you're listening to Two Kids in a Business, a podcast where we're breaking society's one-size-fits-all mold around everyday real moms through candid conversations on motherhood, business, and all the things in between. Let's chat. Hey mom friends, I have to keep it real. I've got to keep it real with you guys and say that I have missed the previous seasons of my life more than ever before. And you want to know what's worse? Not the fact that I actually miss what was, but the guilt that I've carried because I feel that way. Is it just me? It feels like a forsaken thing, you know, to even say out loud and to feel that you miss what life was like before marriage and motherhood. But if I'm also being honest, I'm learning that all of these feelings are very valid. And this is one of those top things I wish I had known. I think when we hear the word mourning, we think of loss, we think of losing something and the deep feelings of sorrow and possibly regret. And so I took the time and I looked up what it means to mourn. And it said the feeling of regret or sadness about the loss or disappearance of something. And while I can say that sadness has been a true feeling in these different phases of mourning for myself as a mom and wife, I can't really say that I feel regret. I usually consider myself as someone who doesn't pride themselves in regretting anything in life because I believe that everything I've experienced thus far has taught me lessons, has been an experience that I needed to go through to get to where I am. But I will say the feelings of grieving or lamenting or even just shedding tears over what was is real. And just like we grieve the loss of loved ones, just like we grieve the loss of many things in life, there is no linear way of what grief looks like. And there's no linear way of the process of grieving something or someone. We have a tendency to expect a certain time of arrival to a place of when we're over something or when we've gotten through something and grief just doesn't work that way. I had to learn through the transitions I've been going through over in the past few years, and as I've gone through them so fast, grief was expected. And so I had to learn to honor the grief. But before I could even learn to honor the grief, I had to realize that I had permission to. I had permission to give myself the time and the grace and the patience that I needed to navigate the ups and downs of every new season that I was in. I had to give myself the space for what was to come and how I would feel and the possibility of not knowing what I would feel and how that would impact me even in how I showed up. And if you're like me, you may be on this constant roller coaster of comparing life then to life now, but the truth is they're incomparable. I can say what life was like for me two to three years ago was a life of ease, was a life of fun, was a life of less responsibilities, but I can say it shifted my character, it shifted my posture, it shifted my view as a woman, it shifted what I thought of myself, it shifted my recognition of what I was capable of and what I'm experiencing now. We're so attracted to comfort and the truth is nothing 
dynamic really comes from always being comfortable. It's in the discomfort that we're able to experience so much growth. And that's what it was for me in recognizing what life was then to what life is now and coming to a realization that, oh my goodness, I'm grieving. And to be honest, I had a breakdown really bad a few weeks ago where I just needed a moment with my best friend to pour my heart out and share my frustration of not just why I was feeling what I was feeling in missing what life was and the freedom that I felt I had and, you know, not really feeling so much being required of me and all that I had to show up to meet and how I just felt tired, but really the frustration of why I just wasn't over it yet. And it goes back to the truth of giving yourself that time that again, grief is no linear way. It doesn't have a timestamp on it. And when I look at what life was and I try to compare There's just no possible way of doing it. I had so many different waves that hit me of like, oh, this is what life is like. And realizing that even the changes I was going through within myself, where I had to honor who I was, that version of me versus who I was then to who I am now. We talked about that in a previous episode on being scared of saying yes to the new version of you, but remembering that having the ability and the courage to say yes to that new version of you supports how you show up in your season. I told my husband that one thing I've realized about marriage is that there are going to be so many different versions of ourselves as we grow, as we progress. And we have to be willing to give space to honor those versions of each other as we evolve, as we grow, as we shift and recognize that things may not always be what we're familiar or used to or comfortable with. And it's so important that we do the same to ourselves. There was a point that the Holy Spirit started to lovingly deal with me on The fact that I was coveting what was, I had to learn to not covet what was and have the strength and discipline to identify key ways on how to be content in the present. Yes, I have two kids now and a husband that they need dinner every night and I hardly have time to really make for myself no matter how hard I try. I get up early in the morning. I have all of the things on my to-do list to do that don't all get done. And yet I'm frustrated at the end of the day because I couldn't really find what I needed in my day. I couldn't really grasp onto what I needed in my day. And It's easy to focus on the negatives, but what about challenging ourselves to recognize what really makes us content and happy? I think the word content scares us because it translates somehow into settling. But based on my dictionary, true contentment is being in the state of gratitude, of fulfillment, of peace. And I'd rather connect my contentment to joy versus happiness because we know that with joy despite what we are going through we are able to withstand persevere endure and continue through it all no matter the circumstances but we first have to be willing to recognize what are the key ways we can be content where we are we are a world that is so eager to move on to the next thing that we disregard and discount the very things in front of us we discount what we have now 
It was a game changer to realize that I didn't have to covet what someone else had, but to even covet what I had, what I once had, what life once was, shifted my mind so much. I am currently in the space of learning the power of gratitude each and every day. And it is probably one of the hardest things that I have experienced and taken on, aside from trying to show up selflessly in my marriage. I think we try to validate so much of what we're experiencing and what we're feeling in what life is now compared to what life was to make it worthwhile. We're asking, you know, well, what were the lessons here? What were the lessons then that I'm able to apply now? And while that may be very true and applicable, sometimes if we're real, there aren't any lessons. They're just experiences that go along in our life's journey. They're experiences that we can recount our joy, how we felt in the moment, the people that we were with, what we knew was possible. And as I look back over my life in the past few years and have had those moments of mourning and grieving, what I felt was better than what I have now, I'm able to increase my faith in the Lord to know that if life was that great then, I'm in a posture of expectation to see what life would be like now and to see what's ahead. It's okay to go on the discovery journey again. It's okay to rediscover in your current season. It's okay to rediscover in what life is now. You have permission to mourn, but you also have permission to go on the journey to discover what's new. I'm reminded of Isaiah 43, where the Lord was trying to get Israel to see what he was doing now. Isaiah 43, 16 says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wig. But forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And mom friend, just like I'm asking myself, I'm asking you, are you ready to shift your focus from looking from what is behind you to seeing what's ahead of you? Let's not miss what God is doing. Let's not doubt or worry or fear or even discount God in what he can do now. Yes, the things from the past were great. Yes, the former things were wonderful. They were miraculous. There's possibly so many miracles and wonders that you saw in your past of what God has done on your behalf. And it makes you wonder, wow, this is too good to be true. It can't get any better than this. But the wonderful thing about the Lord is he is a God of better. He is a God of greater. And who are we to discount what he can do? We always hear if he's done it before, he can do it again. But it's not only that what he's done before he can do again, but he can do greater. I think of even old friendships, how I felt in those friendships, the good times that I experienced with the people in my life in certain seasons. And I had to rest in the truth and the reality that there are just things, people and seasons we just cannot go back to even if we wanted to or could. The beauty of mourning as a mom of your previous seasons is not just realizing, wow, those were really great times that we had. Life was really great then, 
But again, having the expectation of what's ahead and how greater things will be. That is the hope we have. That is what we look forward to. That is one of the things that keeps us going. And as we intentionally make the decision to shift our focus on what's ahead and let go of the former things that no longer serve us, we have to rediscover what serves us now. And as tough as that may be, as trying as that may be, as frustrating as that may be, as daunting as that may be, never give up trying. There's a secret truth that I believe moms have where we have the ability to repeat the cycle of learning to love and accept ourselves in always, always. It's our power and authority to never stop doing so. There's so much power in you choosing to remember yourself and picking yourself up to keep moving forward. I know that it's overwhelming with the kids. I know that you're trying to keep up at the job. I know that you're trying to birth your next vision or idea. I know that you're trying to tend to your needs while also showing up to meet the needs of others. I know that you're trying to be the great friend and show up for everyone else. And it's fair to recall what was and how easy life was then. But you were called to this season now because you have everything within you to be who you were called to be now in this season and to do what you're called to do now in this season. The former things were great, but let's see what's ahead. Hey mom friend, Megan here. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation here on Two Kids in a Business. If you're new here or spun the block to chat and enjoyed this episode, show some love by rating the podcast or dropping a review. I'd love to hear from you. Here at 2KB, my goal is to continue empowering other moms like you to know just how equipped and gifted they are as they balance it all. So whether you're a cool mom, a regular mom, a tired mom, or a busy mom, there is a place for you as we make shifts together one conversation at a time. Until our next chat, much love and grace.